This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Trail Trash Podcast. Garrett, Jason, John here. Um, I am back and I am not going anywhere after all. Uh, when you are crippled and you can't do anything uh, around the thing that you love, you want to go back to the thing you love because that's all you have since you can't do the thing you love. Uh, Don't lie. You had FOMO. I did. I really missed y'all. <laughs> I, missed, I missed you a ton. Uh, but... But 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 your dime update. I went to an orthopedic doctor. Uh, got either um, I learned something educationally that you cannot um, determine if someone has a stress fracture until a, at least a month or so after the injury because of something with the bones. No idea. The doctor started talking some science crap, and he lost me. And I just just like yeah okay whatever. That's not that hard, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's fair. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, he basically he basically gave me a steroid pack. He he's treating me for both because they're both very similar, um, and told me um, if if I was still hurting before I went to my trip to Japan that he could give me a steroid shot. Um, Overall, I think I'm getting better. Um, it, it definitely is. It's 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 sore, but um, I feel like it's not quite as bad as it was. I've been doing some light walking and some yoga, and oh boy, can somebody tell me how unlimber I am? I have never in my life do do fresh two by fours have more bend than you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. So, so we have the Apple one, a subscription that has like everything built into it where you can get all the different services for one price. And it comes with Apple fitness and in Apple fitness, you can, you can hook it up. And if you have an Apple watch, it connects to your Apple TV and it shows your stats on the screen while you're working out. So I've been doing the yoga on there. And so this sounds terrible, but I, I gravitated to the one that said chill yoga. Okay chill yoga which defines easy in my mind not you would, easy you would think not easy um, is it easy it was, for a normal person who stretches regularly it's it's maybe for some really in shape person that's that stretches very well but anyway i've been doing some yoga um i've been doing some light walking and uh anyway it's we're getting there slowly but surely i, I hope that by the time I get back from my trip, I will be back running again. Um, how's your, how's your handstand coming along then? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On a side note, I did buy the ultra shoes with the, what is it? Four millimeter, four, four millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like them. What? Okay. Before we dive in real quick, let's just go down that road for a bit. What is the general reception from ultra fans like yourself about adding drop now. Cause this, for, for the longest time, that was the calling card wider yeah, toe box, no drop. Well, they got, it got good reviews. I mean, the website, they got good reviews and it's just not all ultra fan boys. It's well, they paid those people to say that I'm sure. 
well, I mean, some of them I'm sure are part of those athletes because they did. Okay, I'm not saying that on the camera, but anyway, uh, you know, uh, the 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 bottom line is, you know, it's just it's just weird because it says ultra on the shoe. You put it on and then you start walking in it, and it does not walk like an ultra. Now, with that being said, it's not supposed to. Um, so I they have helped a little bit. They offer a little bit more support. I've been wearing them to work. I plan on wearing them to work. Um, however, with that being said, I do prefer the uh, OG regular ultras. So, um, so anyway, that's that's enough about me. Let's um, talk real quick about... about the ultras. Yeah. Um, so how, just curious, how often do you wear shoes that are not ultras just by comparison? Weddings uh, and funerals. That's God, that's pretty, that's pretty fair. Um, let's because, see. Uh, because, <laughs> because like, I mean, four millimeters. Yeah. It's a little bit of drop, but it's really not that significant. I guess it's, you know what? It's not significant, but John, it just, I mean, it is, but it's not. That's, that's, feels, not, that's why I'm asking, like, you know, so, how often you don't so, wear it all. So I don't. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. This is, this is. I'm sure the, the listeners are like, I don't care about what shoe Jason wears. However. <laughs> he ain't even running anyway. <laughs> however, let me let me tell you what I wear when I'm, what I wear. I have a pair of a Chuck Taylor Converse that I wear. No drop. Okay. Man, those are probably even worse for your feet than the Ultras. Yeah. Right. Then I have a pair of Nike. Those are his wedding shoes. I have a pair of, of a pair of Nike Legacy old uh, retro tennis shoes. They're like black and white. They're only for looks, by the way. I mean, you're not going to do anything in that. And then John has seen these other shoes. It's they're a pair of New Balance shoes um, that are. Um, I don't even know what you would call those. They're just like regular tennis shoes. Um, I, I don't think you could run in. I guess you could run in them, but they're not running shoes. They're just like, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen them, Garrett. Those really cool looking New Balance shoes with the big, big freaking N on the side of them. Yeah, um, with like the partial suede and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so those You're a are dad. Three... You're a dad. I was about to say, are, are we talking about the uh, all white like dad shoes here? No, 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 remember the, no. Remember the ones I wore to Jack Brown's with you and Will and Will was running running them into the ground the entire time. Those <laughs> they're not Velcro. Not yet. No, they're not the straps. Which by the hey, way, let me I... ask on your on your Nikes, did those come in a red box or an orange box? I think they came in I think they came in an orange box. Really? Okay. Cause if it comes in a red box, it's a fashion shoe. If it comes in an orange box, I'm dead serious. If it comes in an orange box, it's an athletic shoe. Yeah, I can't remember. It may have been a red. Anyway, it's I'm I'm fairly certain it's a fashion shoe. But mm -hmm. regardless, regardless, two out of three of those shoes we just called off have like no drop, um, like none. Um, so my feet stay in stuff that has like zero cushion or has zero support. It's just what my feet are used to. That's why when people are like, well, what shoe did you run in? How did you jack your feet up? And I'm like, first off, those Olympus I wore had less than 100 miles on them. Your podiatrist loves that you wear ultras, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did ask what I wore. It was the did most. You, do you want to it, tell the joke that he gave after he it, told it, him what it, you it, wore? It, look, 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 it was the most bizarre appointment I've ever had. So I, I go in there <laughs> and a, one guy walks in. And uh, he's like a young guy and he's like the nurse practitioner. 
and he gets done and he gives me his recommendation that that's what he's treating me for. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to go run this by the main doctor. We'll get you out of here. So I sit there for 20, 25 minutes. And then the main doctor walks in with a student and he's like, let me look at your foot. And I'm like, I guess you didn't believe the other guy. So now you're going to, you know, and so basically he gave me the same, same thing. But, but anyway, regardless, um, regardless, I, I am, um, I'm glad it's, it's feeling, feeling somewhat better. Um, I don't think I've ever had this that bad when I had it back in 2014, it was not nearly this, this bad. So you should put some CBD cream on it and see if that helps. <laughs> How's that for a segue? How's that for, <laughs> wait, hold, hold on though. Hold on though. Before we get into the subject, we got to talk about the big race this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So there were a couple actually. If there, we want to do there were, but but however, there was only one that was there was only one that I there was only one that is near and dear to my heart that was going on this weekend. But there was only one that was graced by two of the three uh from the Trail Trash podcast. And yep. uh, yeah, and that's a no business one hundred. So yeah. Uh, for, for for you know John and Garrett, you guys take away and and take it away and just kind of talk about uh talk about what you saw out there and uh and and how it was. I'm sure it was was epic. So this will be all be from a volunteer standpoint, and I'll let John go first because he was there first. So he was he was there pre race, and I was there during and post race. So John, what did Brian and Shelley? And if you've never run a Brian and Shelley race, you're actually going to get more chances because they now have two more races. Um, you need to do an ultra knot that's astronaut with an ultra in front of it instead of Astro. Um, an ultra knot running event. If you can find one of theirs, you've got to do it. You will not be disappointed in any way. So um, anyway, so what did Brian and Shelley have you doing? Yeah, so... Um... I helped out at like the registration and I probably had the less interesting, um, um, I guess, uh, uh, some of the less interesting things to, to do than you did and probably not as cool as a perspective, but no, man, you hey, got to I mean, see all the optimism. All, you got hey, to see hey, all, when everyone's like, hell yeah, I'm gonna run man. this. I got this. No, you got to see all that. I I didn't know. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I just did a whole bunch of just random stuff, you know. Um, you know, Brown and Shelly are fantastic people. I interacted more with Shelly at registration, and she just said, "Hey, we need this. Hey, or we need that," and mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever she needed, <laughs> I went and helped out where I could. Did um, you do any? I didn't see what was in the swag bags this year. Um, I heard a shirt and a hat. And yeah, they had a uh, like a Brooks technical shirt. Um, mm -hmm. which got some mixed reviews, but whatever. And there's a nice, like, uh, toboggan-style hat that looked pretty cool. Was it the blue one with the green stripes on it? Was it the I one that I ran in last year? <laughs> I don't think it was the, the same, like, design, but I remember it being, like, primary, primarily, like, blue. But, um, yeah, okay. just being at registration was cool. You know, got to see people coming in, got to see a bunch of people that, you know, we know and, um, talk to some people, meet new people that I didn't know. Um, and one thing about this race too, is I just forget like what a beautiful area that big South Fork and like Pickett State Park area is. So, like, it was showing off this like, weekend too, man. 
Yeah, yeah. So like that drive in from like my side where I'm coming from like the east and I have to like drive through the like the entire like big South Fork area. Man, that that was beautiful. Like uh, <laughs> all colors were like at, at their peak and just on point. And man, that's, yep. that's it's so nice up there. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come up there and uh, you know do this race one year. It's it's worth it. It's worth it. Now I did have some insider information. I know that there are some hiccups on the big South Fork side. I don't know all of what's going on, but I know that of the state agencies, the National Park Forest or National Park Services or National Forest Service, I guess, is a little more difficult to work with. So yeah, um, that's not just like a big South Fork or one area or another. That's just kind of what I hear in general is that the national services are more challenging uh for varying reasons but yeah no it's it you're right though and they try to do the middle of october for that reason because it is peak colors and it is the best time to get up there um yeah so if you can't even if you just go volunteer you'll you'll see all the colors it's an absolutely beautiful area probably gonna see some wildlife too because it's pretty rural so yeah um yeah, so you were there Thursday. I didn't get up until Saturday. Um, and then I just kind of got there at, I got there around 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. So you had so your 20. Two uh, different, like, completely ends of the spectrum. Me there. Right. Yeah. The night before race, <laughs> you there in like the last, like, what, like five, six hours of the race? Um, five o'clock because there was a 30 minute ex- extension this year. Okay. Um, which the bridge at Blue Heron, which is the Yamacross start finish, they're doing some work there. So the reason they added 30 minutes this year um, is you had to cross the river there. And it's very Western state style, walking across, holding onto a rope. Like when they said that, that was the first thing that popped <laughs> in my mind was, and I can't remember what river that is, uh, what aid station that is that you come to after that river crossing at Western. But um Jason was just talking about how much he liked that uh that crossing at uh, Yamacraw. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I I heard a lot of people were like, "Man, that was the worst part of it all." So, and what, and, and if you're running a hundred miles, you know that there's just bound to be some sort of water crossing, unless you're in, if you're running a a loop or a point to point, you're probably going to have some sort of water crossing. Um. Like and by loop I mean big loop because this is like no business is just one giant loop with one little lollipop offshoot. So what you had to do for that aid station uh, or at that point the Blue Heron aid station you had to cross the river, go do a little six mile loop just to go back across the river. So it's like you're gonna have wet shoes either for the loop, and then not or, or I don't know. I mean that that's that's a lot of wet feet, and there were some gnarly feet pictures this weekend. I'm sure so. Um, but yeah, so I got there around 10 o'clock, I guess. And I did see the first person I saw was Joe Jude. Um, so talk to him and Stephen Cornhouse for a bit, uh, cause there was just a lull. I mean, it was that weird window where the 20, the sub 24 hours, actually the winner, I think was 20 hours and 24 minutes or something like that. I may have my numbers flipped, um, maybe been 20 and 42, but I think he's a previous winner as well. So there's a lot of experience. A lot of people come back to try to keep winning this race. Um, someone who DNF'd this year, um, she's won it, I think, three times. Amy McIntyre, at least twice, uh, she's won it. So, um, yeah, so I was everyone's best friend at the at the finish line because I was the beer guy. That was my job. I, I walked up and I said, uh, you know, I found Brian and Shelly. I said, hey, where do you need me? Like, 
it's 9 30 so you're at that 25 26 hour mark where not a lot of people are coming across um so it's like hey i can go to the picket aid station i can help them there i can go to another aid station like whatever you need i got a full tank of gas and a credit card so i'll go do whatever you need me to do and they said well here about how about this how about you just do the beer heck yeah i can do the beer so um I, my primary job at the finish line was uh, to basically just make sure the cooler was stocked full of beer. I was everybody's best friend. So, <laughs> so, oh. so the winner, so the winner was, was Brian Burke mm-hmm. and the uh, female winner was Lauren Jones. And uh, for those who do not know who Lauren Jones is, Lauren Jones is a freaking monster of an ultra runner. Um, shit, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say she finished Cocodona 250 this year. She has had just a monster freaking year and stout as hell. I think she was third overall top female. Sorry, not to take any way away from our boy, Brian Burke here, but uh, Lauren is just, yeah, no, she was third overall. Man, and that's, she is, yeah, she is, she's a monster dude. And she is, she's incredible. But Isn't any her... race she's any race that she's running, just unless she just falls out she's she's gonna win probably most of them because she's so damn good so anyway isn't her instagram handle like we'll run for grilled cheese or something amazing like that i'll look i'll I'll look it up while you guys are still talking sorry i think it's lauren runs for grilled cheese that's that sounds right so yeah i know there's grilled cheese in there somewhere because grilled cheese (laughs) and grilled cheese and macaroni and cheese they're a combination food group in our house so yeah yeah. lauren runs (laughs) for grilled cheese Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, so we're kind of talking just a little bit more about volunteer stuff and kind of what all goes into it. And I'll be brief because this isn't the main part. I didn't realize it's little things that you don't think about because you're not a race director, right? Washing out coolers when aid stations get brought in, those things get gross, man. I'm telling you, I was, I've opened up some of the non drinkable coolers. So like your, your typical Yeti style cooler and man, there's like, broth in there and noodles and you're like what am i about to put my hand into is something gonna bite me in here so um but so it's like little things like that and then you do a lot of stuff when there's a lull in the race or at the finish line anyway to kind of make it easier for today because i stayed through today uh to do a lot do some of the more heavy lifting like when we're taking down uh, aid station or we're putting away aid station tents and putting away all the water jugs and taking down the the arch and all the things right so there's a whole lot of things i do encourage anyone that has the chance to go volunteer at any post race because you will appreciate your aid station volunteers so much more if you were able to just go be one for one time for sure like uh these things take a whole lot of work especially you know the really like longer distance events where you're out there for a whole lot longer periods of time and mm-hmm. yeah you know, like garrett said you will appreciate those volunteers a lot more if you've ever had to carry like a five gallon jug of water four miles into an aid station downhill and then back up again to refill it you will appreciate <laughs> your aid station volunteers a lot more right and then um yeah i mean there's just so much that actually goes on that it's it's kind of absurd so um, so, so, so real quick, just to update everybody, Lauren Jones, it is Lauren Jones runs for grilled cheese. Um, she ran Western States this year, Cocodona last year. So I need, how'd she do a States? 23 hours, 19 minutes, I believe. 
All right. So she so got this fancy buggle. Yeah. So she's she's sub twenty four there. So anyway, I got my got my big my my big race wrong. I knew she she did Cocodona, but it was last year. So got it. Anyway, got it. all right. All right. Back to my awesome segue that is now wasted. <laughs> I think tonight. So I don't think because we talked about it and we spent a whole week to kind of get ready for this. So this might be the most in depth conversation that could turn into a debate that we have for a while. Um, so I mentioned, why don't you put some CBD cream on it? Because what we're going to talk about tonight is performance enhancing drugs, mainly two of them. And both of them, one of them is for sure legal, 100% legal caffeine. It's also as John has 100%, but we'll get to that. Not 100%, but we'll, we'll get to it. Very readily available. And the cops won't pull you over for a cup of coffee. Okay. <laughs> And the other one is being CBD. And I think for the for the the purpose of the conversation, we're not talking marijuana. We're not talking THC CBD, just the stripped down CBD that you can buy at the store, uh, like CBD gels and things like that that you can rub on CBD creams. Um, no cigarettes. I'll go ahead and say CBD drops and gummies. We can include those because you can buy those pretty much anywhere these days, um, so long as they have. X amount of THC removed and and all and, and it's pretty much just cannabidiol at that point. But yeah, so we're gonna dive into whether or not we agree that they should be, or whether they should be in 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 those kind of things as to caffeine and CBD and, and as they're viewed as performance enhancing drugs. Well, one is and the other in my ex in my research isn't necessarily viewed as a performance enhancing drug, being caffeine. Yeah, so to me, you know, I'm already going to get on it because for <laughs> me, caffeine is not even close to a performance enhancing drug. I can drink five coffees, chase it with a Pepsi, three Mountain Dews, and it has no effect on me whatsoever at all. Uh, I was you drinking all that sugar that you just drank. I was drinking Lipton. <laughs> I was drinking Lipton tea out of a bottle when I was a baby. Okay, so. This has zero effect on me. Now, maybe if you live in the corner of the world where you've never had a, a coffee or a, a Mountain Dew or, you know, uh, what's that other one that's super strong as hell? Like, what is it? Sundrop or five whatever. Hour energy. Yeah. Five hour energy, monster <laughs> energy, any of those, you know, maybe it would have, it would, might give you a little spurt of energy, but, you know, it, when I ran the Yeti, all those Cokes I drank, Nothing. Well, I think, I think it's because you had too much caffeine early. So my approach to caffeine is I have my coffee before the race to help bowel movements because that's what caffeine does. Um, and then I try to put it off until like three o'clock in the morning the next day, like as late as I possibly can. One because you, I don't want to have that caffeine crash early in the race. So if I have it and that's just how I am. It, if I have it too much early on, it's less potent when I actually need it. And, and caffeine, just to, to make sure everyone understands, caffeine does not actually give you energy. It actually just blocks the tired receptors in your brain. So that's what it does. I mean, that's why everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm tired. I need some caffeine. It's because your body doesn't let you feel tired after you have X amount of caffeine. So that's what it does to your brain. Um, 
I would definitely say, I mean, is it a performance enhancing drug for Jason? No. Is it a performance enhancing drug just based on the components that go into caffeine and what it could potentially do for someone not named Jason, apparently <laughs> with, with in terms of the, the performance benefits and the mental clarity that it could bring, especially when you're out there seeing hallucinations, like whatever Courtney's famous one is where she's got a leopard in a hammock or whatever it was she mentioned on Rogan. Um, and then, like I said, just blocking the tired receptors that is very much an enhancement at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning of a hundred mile race. The problem though is having to try to to regulate that because it's it's you know that means you know coffee it's it's naturally in coffee mm-hmm. it's naturally in tea okay. Mm-hmm. Higher concentration in most teas, by the way. Right. You just you just use those two drinks by themselves, right? Yeah. I mean, they are just naturally in those. Um, You know, not to mention soft drinks, um, where you know, unless you're drinking a caffeine-free drink, they're in. Come on, give root beer some love. Give root beer some love. That's caffeine-free, and it tastes great. This shit is nasty. Okay. Uh, you know, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, is, is when you're dealing with, with, with caffeine, it is far too hard to regulate that. I don't feel like it gives anybody an edge, um, to, to, to win or to push or to anything like that. You know, now with that being said, I've never seen a race where somebody is in a, in a dead heat run with another runner and somebody tosses that one of them a Mountain Dew and he just chugs it right there as he's running and he gets an extra, extra little push and beats the other guy. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. If you ain't first, you're last. Come on. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. That's a phrase (laughs) for a reason. (laughs) Look, all I'm saying is if I'm running and someone throws me a Mountain Dew, I'm going to chug it and look at the person I'm racing and say, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. (laughs) I don't know. John, what do you think? What do you think about what specifically? What's what's the question? What do you mean? We're talking about caffeine, dude. We're jacked up on like, some Mountain Dew. <laughs> like, like what about it? I mean, what what do you think? Do you think do you think it do you feel like it would quantify as performance enhancing? So okay, so first off, to to answer that question, we have to define what a performance enhancing drug is. If we're comfortable in saying that a performance-enhancing drug is a drug that can be used to enhance athletic performance, then the answer is yes. Okay, I think more what you want to get, what you're getting at, is do we feel like it should be legal or illegal per whatever doping associations got doping associations guidelines we're following, right? Um, and that is more debatable. Uh, right now, uh, if we look at the two like larger doping associations we, that we would be regulated by if we were like in a competitive event here in the United States, that'd be the World Anti-Doping Association, World Anti-Doping Association WADA, and the U.S. Anti-Doping Association USADA. Currently, per their standards, caffeine is not a banned substance, um, not at any level. Um, but it is something that they do monitor, right? Mm-hmm. So something they track, but not something that's illegal. Now, what do they track with that? I mean, you can 
you can find well you you can track it in in, in drug testing right because mm -hmm. the one orga organization i did find that does have restrictions on it is the ncaa um currently oh shit do they really because i was a former athlete and i never did pay yeah. attention to that <laughs> and 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 actually i did we're very good yeah, actually, um, you're right. It, it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, and actually, their regulated levels currently say that if they find more than 15 micrograms per milliliter of urine, then you can get hit with some type of uh, um, that's the word I'm looking for. Some type of um, just, just use punishment. Yeah, sure. Um, to get to that, though, what they say is that you would have to drink in the neighborhood of 500 milligrams of caffeine in the two to three hours leading up to um, the athletic event. And that's no a, one drinking that pretty, much coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty, pretty strong amount, because um, even the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, says that 500 milligrams is about where the healthy limit would be for an adult in the United States. Um, by comparison, a cup of coffee ranges from about 70 to 220 milligrams of caffeine per 150 milliliters. That's so, coffee. yeah, That's so you'd have to be drinking a whole lot of caffeine to get hit with that. But that being said, I was having this discussion with a few of my coworkers who have athletic training backgrounds, and they have known one or two people who did get hit with um, some type of suspension based off of a drug test because of. Caffeine. The amount of caffeine they had in them. And um, just anecdotally talking about one of these guys, you know, they said that he just drank uh, Red Bulls like nobody's business and probably an unhealthy amount too, right? You um, know what would be the worst time for that test to be done is during exam week when everyone is all <laughs> hyped up on caffeine. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, the thing is, is let's not forget the negative health effects that that it can cause. I mean, um, you know, it, it, can, yeah, cause, it can cause it, it increased heart rate, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, um, anxiety, stomach problems. It can it can cause uh, insomnia, nausea. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And if, if you, you also if you have like a pre-existing heart condition, for example, like AFib, that yeah. caffeinated beverages can really mess you up. Like yep. I had to call, I had to call EMS for a gentleman one time who drank like a Monster Energy or something who had AFib, and it, it wasn't good. I mean, he ended up okay, so we lucked out there, but not a situation you want to put yourself in if you do have some type of health health risk, right? Sure. The, the the challenge would be with that, and when you think about it from what we are talking about, which is ultra running, it could be easily regulated from a aid station standpoint, from a race standpoint, right? So let's sure. let's go to no business, right? It'd be easy for Brian and Shelly to say no caffeine at any aid stations, and it's right. done. You switch to sprites and and caffeine free coke. You know the the, the, the challenge would be keeping people uh, from taking it at their personal vehicles or at sure. a personal personal stop yeah. because because you know I'm not going to call names out, but I know that there's ultra runners do who run with a uh, a handheld that's got alcohol in it and and drink it while they're running and i mean and so you know that you truly so gross 
but 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 do we think that that enhances their athletic performance? I mean, it probably relaxes them. Well, I would say it may if they have a dependence on it. Unfortunately, then it may help them function better. It sure. also plus, it also plus, could kind of. Plus the other side of this, you, you're saying that it'd be difficult to regulate from the perspective of like say like at an aid station or if I'm a race director, but. I mean, we're not passing out any other like banned substances at, you know, aid stations. We're not passing out, you know, certain drugs. Like, right. <laughs> it's just not a thing. Right. Do you, what if you're at Leadville and someone passes you a joint? Because <laughs> it's legal there. So, and I think just for not to get too off topic, I think we do need to look at it in this, in the lens of, not necessarily uh, WADA themselves, but anti-doping agencies. So we're not looking at state laws and state guidelines. We're looking at if you were to be drug tested through the lens of an athletic point of view. So we'll just keep it there. No, um, yeah, no, I I do feel. And John, what's the quote or what's the what's the stat that you said from the FDA about caffeine? Is it's the number one overused drug? I believe that's correct. I'd have to get some data or like a quote uh, back that up. I don't have right. that. Well, and it would make that sense. Would, I mean, that would be surprising. You've got a Starbucks and a Dunkin' on pretty much every corner in this country, and you don't exactly have heroin shops on every corner. Now, the yeah. FDA does say that the average caffeine consumption of an adult male in North America is about 76 milligrams. You're drinking that's a lot of coffee. Not too high. Yeah, it's like maybe a cup of coffee. <laughs> Right, right. Well, like that before I get out of bed. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and so okay. So actually, we, actually, I take that back. I take that back. That that that's worldwide for for North America. It, they said it's closer to two between two hundred ten and two hundred forty milligrams of caffeine per adult. That's three to four cups of coffee a day. That that well, seems pretty, that seems pretty much average. But the no. thing is, the thing is, the thing is, in our society, you know, my team. For example, you know, I can't tell you how many people I see walking around with a monster in their hand. And uh, the what's the new big thing? Alani is the new big thing. Oh, the Kim Kardashian drink or whatever. Well, there's, she's there's, got with there's, them. there's, there's mul- well, there's multiple flavors. There's the Kim K flavor, which is actually pretty tasty, and then there's a then there's a uh, there's a, a Halloween version, which isn't bad, and then there's also the uh, the cherry slush which is my favorite. Um, and so you do have multiple different flavors of that, that are, that are tasty. And a lot of people, a lot of people walk around with things, those things in their hands. Um, I, I think it's just the nature of, of our society with caffeine. People just, it, it's, are just, I, I know they're not, addicted. not as addicted as they are to sugar. I think sugar, well, yeah. sugar, sugar is probably our biggest addiction among anything else because sugar is an absolute in the thing. Western world, at least. Yeah, and, sh- and sugar is very much an addictive substance. You do yeah. very much get addicted to sugar. Sure, and oh. and I'm not talking about those, you know, those, you know, those villages down in like the Amazon that's never had a Milky Way or anything like that. I'm talking about like in the United States, we all, I mean, I've had five Reese cups today. That's it. The, like the, the Halloween pumpkins, the, the pumpkins are out, and you've only had five. 
I'm pacing myself, okay? By the way, they, they've reduced the size of those pumpkins. They are smaller than they used to they, be. They they are. And it's Wasn't very that troubling. a hot take at one point? It's troubling. Um, no, it's a hot take again because it's in season. <laughs> it's, um, but, 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 but anyway, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it just seems like to me that, you know, regulating that at an ultra race would be tough unless you're testing people at the end of it because it's easy to do with the official race uh, aid stations. Well, so how does so how does UTMB handle the no, what did they take? Um, no Advil, no ibuprofen. You cannot take that at UTMB now. How do they handle, do they search drop bags? See, I don't know. Because if you're searching drop bags and you're like, nope, we are a caffeine-free race, which sounds very weird to say. Um, we're a caffeine-free race. And so we are searching everyone's drop bag to make sure you, you don't have a regular Coke or a bottle of caffeine pills or something along those lines. Does UTMB do that? And how much pushback would you as a runner give for someone saying, no, we're a caffeine free race? I mean, you know, I mean, I would be fine if, if, if that would be the, the, the way that it went, but correct me if I'm wrong. Some of these races, um, they take blood during those races of some of those people. I, I felt like um, I believe UTMB does. Well, I don't know if Killian, cause there's that famous video from Killian where he's getting, I don't know if he's getting an IV of fluids or if he's getting blood drawn. All I know is. is, so, is okay. So, so that I think you're thinking about uh, during the last UTMB he ran, he was uh, using a continuous glucose monitor. So it's okay. taking measuring his glucose. But at Got UTMB, it. they 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 do uh, urine testing at least. There you go. Um, I know because like you know, there's Every... a few athletes who have elite athletes who have talked about how long they had to sit there at the finish before they could produce a large enough sample. So every runner gets pee tested. Not every runner, but just the good ones. <laughs> just the ones worthy of testing. I mean, UTMB <laughs> has like thirty thousand participants. Uh, they're, That's they, a lot of people. That is. How many counties got to be? The ones that matter, Garrett. Those are the ones that get tested. Okay. Right. No. So, hey, um, I must have mattered because out of my four years of playing, I was tested three years. So I must have mattered. So now, so 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 now, on the flip side of this, on the flip side of this, changing gears, CBD. I feel like is a actually. Different... But before we move on, I think I think it's important to talk about like the actual benefits that caffeine can provide athletically speaking. Right. 100%. Right. I mean, we so, can't, can't say why it's bad and not say why it's good because, <laughs> right, because right. we're talking performance enhancing. So we need to focus on how it could enhance you as well. Right. Cause if we frame it from the perspective of, of athletic performance, right. It can do things like reduce the perceived exertion, the rate of perceived exertion by your muscles. Right. Yeah. Um, so you feel less fatigued, um, specifically from the scope of ultra running, it increases mental acuity and alertness as well. Right. And that's a sure. big part of what we do, especially like on the longer races. Um, your 24 hours and your hundred miles. Absolutely. For sure. Um, as far as like how to use it in a race, um, that's worth noting as well. Um, Jason Coop has some good information about that specifically. Um, we have an article we can link in the show notes if we want to. Um, but he broke it down into like two types, like within the scope of ultra running, like events 
that are on the shorter side, like say less than six hours, than events that are like longer than that. So what for most people would be like, you know, 100 milers, um, 50 to 100 milers maybe. Um, for that, what he recommends uh, for both of them, just start your day off typical. Like if you have like a cup of coffee, a Celsius, whatever it is used to get going in the morning, do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, for those shorter events, he says like two or three hours into the event, um, have like a shot of caffeine every hour if that's something you want to use, right? Um, he says around 50 milligrams uh, will suffice, but in that it is nonlinear, meaning that if you increase the dosage of caffeine, it's not going to have like a significantly greater effect than that 50 mil dose. Um, for longer races, say like 100 milers, you know, again, start your day off with whatever it is used to get going, then delay that caffeine consumption until you feel it really feel like you need it, right? Um, typically think about when it is that you think you'll need it and plan based off of that. Um, and, and the longer you delay, the more potent the effects of caffeine are. Mm -hmm. And he recommended so, approximately about a hundred milligrams per hour. Um, usually around nighttime, like late into the night, like midnight or whenever, and at least stay on that at least until the sun comes up and then that helps reset your circadian rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think, I do think it is a performance enhancing drug in, in closing. Yes, it is a performance enhancing drug that um, does one, not need to be regulated. When, um, one last question for the audience though, is like, what are, what are y'all's experience with caffeine, like say in ultra running? Is it right, something you yeah. think about too much that you plan out or just whenever you're feeling drowsy, just take a hit? Like, Yeah, but, I'd, be uh, gen I'd be genuinely interested to see how many people are like Jason and just have it all day <laughs> or or like me and, and wait until the last possible. Or if you just like help it and use it to help you get through the night, like because there is a middle ground there. You'd be like someone who's like, you know, I don't need it during the day, but right when the sun hits, so 7 p.m., Let's go ahead and start. And it is very similar to sugar in the regard of you. You mentioned that you have to kind of have 100 milligrams kind of per hour, because um, if you have a lot of caffeine and then don't follow it with any for a while, you're it's it's going to hit you hard. Um, so it is important that if you are going to do it, treat it like the sugar train and just kind of ride it. You don't want too much because you don't want to be shitting behind a tree. Um, you're probably going to do that anyway, if we're being honest, like everyone's done it. <laughs> Everyone's lost a lost a, a buff or a sock at some point, I'm sure. Um the most famous ultra runner of all time says it happens. Right. <laughs> so or I think that would probably be a segue for us to move on over to C B D. Um and you know I definitely feel like that one would be more of a help than than caffeine. Um, I don't I'm know. Gonna, I, I I'm going to come out it. hot here, and I'm going to disagree with you. I'm actually going to say it has the same performance-enhancing abilities that caffeine does. Let Possibly me more. Let me act shocked. No. <laughs> <laughs> So for the sake of the conversation, I will stick to 
just gummies and drops. So, okay, so, to be... start it off, so, so to start it off, what, what is CBD? So CBD is the part of, it's the non-hallucinogenic part of basically. So you have THC and CBD, right? And THC is where you kind of get your power trips, like, or your, your not power trips. Um, you get your mind trips, right? So that's when people are like, the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. That's the THC. No, the CBD is the stuff that, um, if you're looking at medical marijuana, that's part of the thing that helps people who, you know, typically you're looking at cancer patients who are in a lot of pain. The CBD part is kind of what helps you relax. It's what gets rid of anxieties. It's what helps you feel, not necessarily feel better. Uh, it could help you fall asleep. Some people like, like you could treat it like melatonin. Um, so so um, both of these are just like chemicals that are naturally found in marijuana, right? Well, so you can get THC. Well, you can get CBD from hemp. Okay. So, and and THC isn't necessarily in all types of hemp. So, um, yes. Now, when you look at your typical marijuana plant, that's going to have both CBD and THC. But you can extract that CBD, so you're getting just the cannabidiol out of it. And that's what you're getting when you have these, the CBD gummies, the Delta 8, the Delta 9. Those are going to have a little bit more like that. That's that's some real potent stuff. I'm not taking that in a hundred that that would not go well. I'd fall asleep on a trail and I'd be out. Um, but if you had like a small dose or or something along those lines, I'm actually going to say that, yeah, CBD is a much more performance enhancer than caffeine is. Um, so how are the doses measured? Typically in milligrams. Okay. Um, well, it, it, your gummies are going to come in milligrams. Your droppers will come in milligrams. You might have some um, that could be in a smaller than a milligram. If they're much more potent, they may dose it a, a different way. But so for the sake and, and just for, for continuity, let's just say it's all milligrams. Um, the gummies that I take, I do not take a whole one because a whole one. Now, you can very much have too much, especially if you're getting into these D8, D9. Um, if I were to take a whole of the gummies I have, which are completely legal, by the way, so any cops that are listening, I buy them. I'll even tell you where I buy them. Um, you can buy them anywhere, right? So these are 100% legal. They're not something my grandma cooked up in a kitchen somewhere. So, um, but if I was to take a whole one of those, I'm, I'm taking 200 milligrams. If I was to take a whole one of these gummies and I swear to God, it is worse than any hangover. Because it's just it for me, 200 milligrams really just messes me up so bad. So I actually take a half, maybe closer to a third. Um, but even then, I'm not taking that much when I'm out in a race because I take that much because I because <laughs> I just like the feeling when it hits and you just get real heavy. If I'm taking that and getting heavy on a trail, it's not going to end well. And that five minute dirt nap that we would let you take is going to turn into a four hour real good nap. <laughs> so those I would have to portion out accordingly um, or just find something that's not as heavily dosed. So, and the reason that I would say it's actually a more performance enhancer, if you don't, if you can take it anyway, the numbing effect that it has on you would greatly increase your potential to push through some stuff that you may not necessarily be able to push through. 
Like it will make your body feel great because it's going to essentially make you numb, right? And that's why it's in a lot of your creams that you can put on is because it's it's almost a numbing agent. It, like it 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 blocks the receptors uh, when you put it in a cream. Okay, so yeah, um, I, I mean, obviously, I don't have any experience with it, but uh, if we're looking at it from like a performance enhancing standpoint, more specifically, if we're looking at, at it from like an ultra running standpoint, you're saying that'll essentially like dull the pain that I get when I'm running like 100 miles. 100. percent Okay. 100. percent Much more, much more than caffeine would. Caffeine would increase your mental acuity for sure. Like we, we, we've discussed that we know it does because everyone needs it first thing in the morning. Right. So we know the effects that it has mentally helps you wake up, put that in quotes, quote marks, because we kind of already talked about it, but, but yeah. So if someone's like, I would rather be mentally, mentally clear, or I would rather not feel my feet killing me or um, like last year at no business when I had that uh, whatever kind of tendonitis I had um, I didn't take any, but, if something had flared up and someone said, Hey, we've got some CBD drops. Yeah. I'm probably going to take them because it's going to allow you to push through that pain a lot easier than if you were to go. I, I mean, not the right word to use, but I guess kind of at the same time, if you were to try to go through it sober. So, right. yeah, so if, um, if you're yeah, obviously miles uh, into it and it's a Rocky and, and, and things hurt, CBD is 100% is going to be a performance enhancer for you because of what it's going to be able to do and help, help you push through. Right. Obviously, uh, trying to cope with pain is a big part of running these like long, long events. Um, mm -hmm. Are there any other types of performing enhance, enhancing benefits that you can think of? Anxiety. We know of? Yeah. Race anxiety. Like if you're, so say yeah. you're fighting cutoffs and it's going to help you calm down. And so you may like that may, I'm not saying that it is a direct correlation, but if you are coming in 15 minutes ahead of cutoff and someone says, hey, this will calm you down a little bit and you can actually kind of focus on running and maybe gaining some of that speed or some of that time back, as opposed to, oh shit, I've got to push through here, then yeah. Yeah, I would say that that reducing your anxiety about it is probably, now that may be twofold, right? Because that may be like, oh, someone's all of a sudden calm and then be like, cool, man, look at that pretty little flower, dude. I like that. What up, Cheech um, and Chong? <laughs> I definitely feel like I know at least one person who the next aid station by two hours. So <laughs> I definitely feel like I know at least one person who could have used some of that the night before the Yeti 100, but we won't mention any names here. <laughs> no. that, don't that stuff don't work for me. Oh, you used to use it a lot, didn't you? Like years, not years ago, like you were Woodstock, but like just within the past couple of years, didn't you used to take drops to help you go to sleep? For sleep, it helped a little bit, but not much. Um, okay. You know, my concern with that, it, that whole, all of it is just the fact of just, and you guys have hit on it already, is just how much it relaxes you. Um, I would be concerned about that in an environment where you need to have your senses at the at the peak level, depending on the course. Um, now, you know, if you're running a rails to trails course and you may not need your senses elevated, but if you are running, a you know, a hell race, bender. a hell bender where a wrong step could end your life, uh, you know, that, that would be a huge concern, um, you know, for me. Um, 
you know, I I think I would be more inclined to do maybe a cream or something like that than I would be to take something orally. Um, just knowing that it could cause some sort of cognitive type issue um, and put me in danger on a course that's not a friendly course for safety. Um, and I don't mean that the courses are not safe, but there's just some courses that have, um, you know, that are a little bit more treacherous, uh, even though they are well-marked and, you know, people hike on them every day. I mean, you're going to hit, hit, hit areas of every trail, at least on the, the mountain mountain trails where you might hit a section that's a little bit on the sketchy, uh, side of things. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that, that's my take on it. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, if you were freaking out and, you know, like Beavis from Beavis and Butthead on the Mountain Dew, you know, walking around being Cornholio and you needed to calm <laughs> down, then you might want to exactly slide a, slide a, Cornholio. right, slide, you know, slide a gummy or two down the old, down the old chute there. But I don't know. I mean, I would be more inclined to say the cream would work. Would I would be more inclined to do the cream than to do anything orally with it? Do you remember the dosage on your drops? No, no, I don't remember. I mean, it's been years since I've done that. It was it. It well, it was when it it was back when I still lived in Murfreesboro, and that was at least three years. Yeah. Um, So, so, so a couple of follow ups here. Um, so you talked about, you know, mental, you know, alertness being a potential concern. Um, are there any other health risks, either short-term or long-term that we need to discuss when using this? Not really. Cause it's, it's, I mean, CBD is essentially pretty natural. It's just natural as caffeine. Right. Um, now that I being mean, said, there are other things natural, that are, but I'm not going right. to go outside and try to get struck by lightning. Right. There are a ton of other things that are just as legal that have a whole lot more negative benefits. Um, but it, as far as I know, it's not a gateway drug. I don't care what your mom said when you were in sixth grade or whatever the health t- people that came and talked to you in, in middle school. Said. I don't think it's a gateway drug. You can't really get a dependence to the substance itself. Now, could someone potentially develop a an addiction to the feeling of either being high or that state of almost euphoria. And if you have enough of a dosage, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say your body just gets heavy and you just kind of melt into the couch. Could someone get addicted to that feeling? Very much so, I would think. Just the same as if you, um, it was ecstasy where you take that first hit and you're addicted. God, God bless, Garrett. How in the hell can you go from freaking from from freaking CBD uh, gummies to freaking ecstasy, dude? Nobody on this podcast has ever freaking taken ecstasy you're in right. their life. You're right. And none, but and I, I guarantee you, none of the listeners have either. You might as well have been saying taking blow or some shit like that. Nobody is taking freaking ecstasy. Okay, so I'm all right, down so, this rabbit so, hole so, here. So, so, so we'll, we'll post the question to our listeners. Has anyone taken ecstasy? Now, if you have, we don't care. Um, we hope you're not addicted or have a problem. We just like to prove Jason wrong. So there's that We're, question. What I'm saying is when you take that first hit of ecstasy, so I have heard, because you're right, no one on this podcast has done any ecstasy. To the extent of my knowledge, 
I don't know how wild John got in Nashville um, or in North Carolina, but you never know with the, with the hippies in Asheville. May, I don't know. But anyway, um, from my understanding, like a lot of these substances, you, you get that high and you chase that high and you can never, ever get that high again. So that's what I mean when someone gets addicted to the feeling of being on X because they're trying to chase that first high that they can never get ever again. So I would say, yes, you could potentially get addicted to that feeling, but you're not necessarily, you're not tweaking out because you're not having CBD. So John, to answer your medical question, and Garrett went off on a tangent. So I'm on the Mayo Clinic. do that to you, man. I'm on the Mayo <laughs> Clinic website, a very reputable Ooh. service. Okay. Uh, the, it, it says the risks are very minor, dry mouth, your basic diarrhea, reduced appetite, drowsiness, fatigue. It ain't reducing appetite. <laughs> and, and, and it can interact with some blood thinners. So, so unless you're on a blood thinner, it sounds like the rest of that stuff is just the standard run of the mill stuff that can happen to you. The stuff any, that gets slapped on everything any, may cause any, blah, blah, any, blah, blah, day, blah, any day of the week. So not really John's. Okay. So, so, so the one last question I would have then since we're kind of framing this within the uh, scope of like PEDs, um, what do our governing bodies have to say about CBD usage? Is it a go or a no go? It's a go. It is an allowed substance, CBD itself. However, there are some um, precautions that they do recommend you take because like with caffeine, you cannot strip, or like with coffee, you cannot strip all of the caffeine out. So you do need to exercise extreme caution when using some of these products if there's a possibility that you could be tested. There are also some products because it's not necessarily federally regulated. Um, there are some things that it may say THC free and it's actually not. Uh, so there are some things that you do need to just, if you've got someone that you know, like, and trust that um, has access to banned substance lists, run it by them because just because it says CBD doesn't mean that it's pure CBD, right? Like you could get some things in some of those products that are banned substances maybe not CBD related, but they could be slipping other things in. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but I have heard back in my collegiate days of some crazy things happening because someone thought it was legal and it was safe and it was an allowed substance. And they find out that they failed a drug test because of this. So yes, it's allowed. CBD in itself is allowed. However, do please exercise extreme caution when using anything that you're new to or not sure of. So hold on real quick. Well, and, here's, and here's another enhancing aspect of it, right? Because you mentioned that it it may cause a loss of appetite. I'm going to disagree with that um, because the amount of ice cream and toppings I have put on. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. So, but so if you're in the middle of a race and you haven't eaten in a while or like last year, no business when I hadn't eaten in five hours, if I... If I pop a gummy and all of a sudden I'm hungry again, now I've got energy. Now I've got calories to burn. Now we can move. Right. So that's, real, the other, so, that's the other side of that too. It's like, you know, fighting nausea and things like that, upset stomach, whatever, mm -hmm. is, a, is another big part of, you know, these long, long events. Sure. So real, so, so real quick, I, I've, I've found the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration. 
Um, okay, well, they're not going to tell you at the end of the page that you have cancer like Mayo Clinic's going to or webinar. No, no. <laughs> they did say that they did they did quote on here that there are some long term effects on the digestive system, uh, mainly liver injury, and it can cause some male reproductive toxicity. Uh, so I don't know what that means exactly. It sounds kind of gnarly. Your kid may come out, you know, looking like Cheech Marin, um, looking like Cornholio. <laughs> but uh, but but the liver injury part kind of grabbed me. So anyway, that that was that was the. Yeah, only and I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering. Send me that link because I want to know. I want to do a deeper dive on that particular aspect. Like, is that a one out of one hundred chance? Because that would change the way a lot of people look at it. If it's a one in five million chance, and that person may have, um, oh gosh, what's the thing that everyone had with COVID? Some sort of factor. Um, I don't know, whatever it is. If someone has a couple other things that are also linked to liver disease, does that heighten that or pre-existing conditions? That's the word I was looking for. If someone has pre-existing conditions. So, um, and back to the, to the, to the no hunger thing. That's another reason cancer patients are prescribed medical marijuana is because it does make them hungry and they need all the help that they can get sometimes eating. And so doctor says, Hey, go play puff, puff pass with the kids down the street. You know, you be, <laughs> so it'll make it's, you, yeah, it. It's, it'll it's help funny, Garrett. It's funny, yeah. Garrett, because you're, you're arguing with the Mayo clinic and the FDA because the FDA also <laughs> says that it can cause gastrointestinal distress. Most commonly experiences diarrhea and or dis- de- decreased appetite. I am telling you what we learned here today is Garrett is smarter than the Food and Drug Administration and it's not clinic, which 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 you're calling out Garrett for not listening to more experienced voices here. Yes, I don't listen to anybody. This is like Octoday or something. (laughs) All I'm saying is it's called the Munchies for a reason. Just saying the FDA. Well, the FDA can F my, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just saying doctors prescribe it because that is a potential benefit to someone who, who needs to help increase their appetite or put weight back on. It's called the munchies for a reason. All right. So infertility, it does cause infertility. Okay. So there you go. So it, it, it does, it does have some negative effects um as well so (laughs) hey some people weigh some people we may need to be infertile so i met some stupid people that don't need to be having kids (laughs) but now all that to be said do i think it's a performance enhancer absolutely do i think it should be banned yes i do not think that there is any sport or any spot for it in sport as far as in-season goes, anyway. Off-season, different. In-season, no. I mean, because yeah. of all the things that I just said about it. like, And so if you're not taking CBD, and I am, and you're having stomach problems, and I'm not because I'm eating because I'm hungry, and Cheetos and pickle juice sound good, I'm not saying that sounds more like a pregnancy craving than a, than a munchy craving, but that's going to give me energy. That's going to give me, and especially the numbing aspect, Yes, I do not think there is any spot in any sport 
I don't want to say year round, but I will say at the event, I cannot see any spot for it unless it was medically prescribed. Then that's a whole other thing. And we're not going down that hole, but I do think it should stay on any banned substance list. Wait, so, okay. So you've established that you think it should be banned at events. What about like for like recovery? Well, it's going to have, it's going to heighten your recovery if it's because if, okay. So hundred mile race, your circadian rhythm is thrown way the F off. And sometimes it's going to take you two to three nights of, well, John, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, the next night, you're like, shit, I got to go. I'm at an eight. Like I'm running out of time. Like that, that's happened to me, even on my DNFs that still happened where I kind of wake up in the night. Like, do I have to like, what happened? Do I have time? If it's going to help me, because we all know that sleep is the primary driving force in recovery. If it's going to help me fall asleep and recover faster, i.e. someone who is doing 100 milers within the span of five weeks back to back or four weeks or however many weeks are between your races, then yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. What if uh, what if I race like a 100 miler and then I don't have anything on my calendar for like six to eight months? I will I will answer that cornering question this way. <laughs> if you are at risk of potentially being drug tested by a sporting agency or work or anything else, you should exercise extreme caution. You can read between the lines if you want to, or you can say Garrett said no. And I hope no one ever quotes me because that would be probably the second biggest mistake you could possibly ever make. <laughs> so. All right. uh, well, do we have anything else to add to all this stuff tonight? So I said, yes, it, yes, it should stay on the band. Where do you guys fall? Because clearly, clearly I am much more passionate about CBD than I am about caffeine. Now, that being said, I, I am a fork. I am a four cup of coffee at least a day kind of guy. So I do appreciate my caffeine. Um, but you said you said you think it should stay banned? I think it should stay banned. So I think we're all in accord that caffeine, yes, it's a performance enhancer. No, it does not need to be banned. CBD, yes, it's a performance enhancer. Yes, it should stay banned. Right. Ecstasy is a performance enhancer, also illegal, and should absolutely 100% be banned. That was crack cocaine, so don't take that. <laughs> um, hey, so let's bring back a segment that we've already talked about once. <laughs> John came in with a hot take already. Which one was I hot on? Was it the Reese's you, pumpkins? The, the Reese's pumpkin size. Okay. Now, did the eggs get smaller too? Or just the pumpkins. And if they mess with my Christmas trees, I'm going to be real mad. The eggs are eggs are smaller, too. I'll be able to tell you about the Christmas trees probably tomorrow. <laughs> it is that time of year. when you Look, I'm seeing Christmas decorations already up at all the places. I'm surprised they're not up at yours. I've, 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 I'm working on it. No, oh, I'm sorry. Hurry up and give us a little time pottery. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's more like Hobby Lobby. God, well, shoot! Even Kroger's got it up now. Yeah, Kroger's yeah. fast. We're 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 actually one of the last ones now because no, I appreciate that. No, 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, from a hot take standpoint, um, you know, I, I don't, hell, I don't, I don't even really have one. Um, I, I, I don't have one at all other than I, the I, fact I did that, put you on the spot there. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, the best thing to happen to the NFL for men is, is Taylor Swift now, because most there's a whole lot of women watching it now more just to see Taylor Swift at the football game. It seems. Hey, if you're a chiefs fan, it's great. Your wife will watch the game with you now. That's right. Cause she's, you know. she's at, she's at the game and got the handshake with uh Brittany Mahomes and, uh, you see and the one today with the, with the yeah, yeah, double man. five and the spin oh, and the yeah. chest bump. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, the thing is, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't half-ass anything. I mean, you know, she's going for a football player. She goes for, she goes for one of the very best in the business. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a freaking machine. How long do we think they stay together? I don't know. I mean, and, and does he put an NDA on it so she cannot write a song about it? He's, he's, (laughs) he just bought a house in Kansas city, apparently for more privacy. So I don't know. I mean, you know, she's, she's a, she is a mogul and a superstar and is far more famous than he'll ever be. And, uh, and, uh, as far as power couples go, where do we rank them? Oh, they're, they, they, they still have a little bit before they get to that Jay-Z Beyonce level. That's that to me is they're that's, the peak there you that's like dude you, to get to that level you've you've got some work to do i mean jay-z is like flipping jay-z and beyonce is like jay-z's jay-z's best line i'm not a businessman i'm a business man that's right he, that is exactly how he treats everything everything is a business and that man He's he is he he's is a smart man. He he he's he's a smart he's he's smarter smarter than they they don't he's he's unbelievably smart and the and only she, other couple I'd put up there would be JFK and Jackie. Yeah, but that's but a different. That's that's that's, a, that's very very different. Very very no, different. But I don't know yeah. any other power couples. No, but 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 I'm I'm actually happy. I think it's I think it's good. Uh, I think it's 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 been good for the good for the game to you know, to get a different kind of look to it, you know, I mean, who in a million years would have thought Taylor Swift would have been a big of a football uh, fan. But is she really a football fan or does she just like a football player? So she has to go to his games. Probably just probably just likes a football player, but it don't matter. Um, Also, also one more quick hot take is how good is freaking Wimby from the San Antonio Spurs? Dude, that man, I didn't think objects that big could move that gracefully. And he just cuts through the zone like knife through butter, man. Like not even a knife through butter, like a soldering, like a very hot, red hot knife through butter. And he's just, it's not even it's it's not even a fair hot take because it's going to happen. He's the next big thing, I think, in sports. Uh, sure. I think I, I think, think I think LeBron passes the torch to him and Luca. Yep. But I think it's, and, it's 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 him watching the way he yeah. manhandled the Warriors. Jeez, but yeah, I, I don't I don't have anything. I mean, only reason why I mentioned Taylor Swift is she popped up on my screen from a news story. So there you go. Oh. So there you have it. All right. I guess, I guess we are going to end it on that. So I got one more surprise. 
Oh, it's, it's not active yet, so I cannot share the code. But from November 1st through the end of the year, for listeners, we were able to get a Squirrel's Nut Butter 20% off coupon for you guys. The best chafing stuff in the An- business. Anti-chafing. Anti-chafing. That stuff will cure any sort of funk you've got going on. On any part of your body. Like, down in, in your nether regions, it will take care. We'll wipe that stuff out. Feet, armpits from where from where you chafe from uh from your vest, one hundred percent. It is not. Yeah, it's so we were able. I was able to to make a good connection there. So come November first, we'll be able to share the code with you guys. Um, that one and then Scratch is still active. So uh, trail trash for. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and who doesn't like Scratch? So you got two. Elite level, oh. elite level products. Yep, and I'm still working on a third. I would like to get a third one for you guys, um, for listeners for for holiday stocking stuffers and and things like that. So hopefully, I can nail down another one for you guys here soon. And it is not a CBD gummy company. It is not. It is not Coca Cola either. No. So. Okay. If anyone has an in with Pid Viper, hit us up. That's oh, right. Yeah, we want to slip you slide into their DMs, but we want to do it in the right way. So, yeah, if anyone knows anyone that knows someone at Pit Viper, we would love an introduction. That's right. So, also, but also, as we roll things out, we got a few more things that we're working on um, that we're hoping to roll out in the next uh, month or so, a few weeks to a month uh, to work out our. Uh, to work out the show so we're hoping you guys are enjoying it just keep us uh you know keep giving us feedback and we appreciate y'all and at that that is it for this week you guys have yourself a great evening